Welcome to episode five of the Therapy Room podcast. I'm your friend Zip, and today's episode is going to be a little bit different than before. Um, I don't really have a set topic, but I thought I would just talk about this past week and some of the things I've been feeling and doing and thinking about. And so for the for the last several days, I've been um, I've been feeling like there's a knife sticking out of my chest, and I know that probably sounds um, pretty dramatic, but that's how my anxiety has been manifesting lately. And uh, why why do I have anxiety? Well, I'm I'm not quite sure. I think most days. I I look forward to waking up and like making my coffee and usually having something like super sweet with it because I I do have quite a bit of a sweet tooth. Um, but it's it's um yeah it's like low key one of the the best parts of my day. But lately, I after I I do that and kind of enjoy that moment and kind of just like try to be present. Anxiety comes in and, and hits me like a brick. And I, I don't know who slides the knife in, who comes and kind of encroaches in my moment of peace. But whoever they are, they're a fucking bitch. <laughs> to not even look me in the eyes, to be invisible, to not even give me the chance to run. And maybe I am being a bit dramatic, um, but it's hard walking around with a knife in your chest. And as you may know, when you have an open wound, it tends to get agitated really quickly. And uh, this is no different. I'm, um, I don't know, I'm really in tune with my emotions. But what I'm really trying to say is that it's it's just really hard for me not to feel them. And I never got what people meant when they said they could just bury their emotions and not look at them. And for a long time, I was envious of that because they were walking around with knives in their chests, sure, but but they were simply able to ignore it. And for me, that seemed pretty magical. Or maybe not. Um, maybe it's good to to feel your emotions. Maybe that's maybe that's not just a maybe. Maybe that is a thing to to feel your emotions and um, not shovel them down. Um, I don't know. But as I mentioned, um, my wounds get pretty agitated pretty quickly. And uh, my emotions uh, alert me of it every time. It's almost like I need to maybe look at why the wound is there in the first place. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just a that's just a thought. <laughs> um, although sometimes it, it does get worse when I dream. It's not really. Um, what I dream about, it's who. Someone that is close to me, but not too close. 
under my skin, but not under me. <laughs> um, honestly, I, I wish I could just fuck it all away. Maybe that's all that I really needed. Maybe that's all that's needed. Maybe that's all I want. But I think it's it's less about the fucking and more about the open display of emotions, of feelings, of admitting that I have them. And I think that um, for me, admitting that I have feelings uh, is quite hard. I mean, I can admit that I have emotions and that I, I often think about my emotions. But as far as like coming out and voicing those or expressing those, um, it's something that I struggle with. And I... Um, I have for as long as I can remember. Um, and these dreams, they they wake me up feeling feeling sad. Um, these dreams make me want to scream in frustration. I think that's part of the reason why there's a knife in my chest. I like to think that I don't need to control every aspect of my life, but I'm coming to understand that I do. I don't care much about how people view me. I don't care that I'm not exactly where I want to be in my life. I mean, I I do, but in both of these things, I recognize that I can't control how every person sees me and that there is beauty in the now and that I'm right where I'm supposed to be. And I guess I kind of, I guess I kind of just lied just then because what I can't seem to lessen my grip on is how this particular person views me and how I view them in the dream. How I view them is key here because in the dreams I'm either being ignored or what I'm trying to say isn't being acknowledged or what seems obvious to me doesn't seem obvious to them. And I know this is also vague, um, but the point is that when I have these dreams, the sadness comes immediately and the and the knife comes soon after. Um, and it's uh, quite uh, jarring, to be honest, because on the one hand, I... I kind of know where the pain's coming from. Like I, I know it's coming from my chest, and to me, my chest represents my heart chakra. And I'm not sure if I, um, I believe that heart chakras, and I feel like, like I believe chakras in general are like exist, and that you know, they are part of our like spiritual body. Um. But I don't know how much I feel. I don't know what I'm really trying to say. I think it's just that I know that my heart is like under a lot of um, healing. And I've had like a lot of turmoil, and a lot of it's. Um, a lot of it has manifested in my chest region. And um, 
and so like having feeling like there's a knife stuck in my chest isn't really like a uh, a surprise to me that my anxiety would manifest in that way um but it is jarring to to just feel it that acutely and to and to see who and what agitates it you know um So as like a a response um, to this pain, I've been uh, riding my bike a lot more around the city. And it's great because I'm not only getting exercise, but um, I'm also feeling physical pain. And that pain distracts me from the pain in my chest, which um, kind of sounds weird when I say it, like, who knew pain could drive out more pain? Uh, the fact that I'm really out of shape is actually just a, a small comfort. Um, but it's nice to be able to uh, kind of escape my pain. And I it's it's challenging for me because I am I'm so aware of like my emotions and like feeling them that sometimes I find myself just like needing a break and just like a distraction and uh, I think there's like real power in um in recognizing your emotions and kind of processing processing them but at the same time I don't want to get so caught up in them that I I just get lost you know I don't um or I don't think about anything else or I'm not present and I think emotions are just like a great tool to be utilized, um, kind of like a compass, you know, directing you where you need to go, what you need to focus on. But um, I tend to get really caught up in them. And so uh, just taking a break and exercising has been really great for me. Um, and I've also been feeling like uh, I'm kind of suspended in space uh, this past week. Like I'm literally floating up in the air and all of my problems and dreams and aspirations are just uh, quiet murmurs in the background. Like, yeah, I could be working on my podcast, looking over notes, studying, planning for my future. But in this moment, none of that feels important. None of that matters. Right now, I just I just want to read my book and get lost. And I've been feeling that a lot lately. And I'm not sure what that means. It's like um, what was once important to me is less important. Not necessarily in the long run, but just in the moment. It's like I can only focus on what's happening in the here and now, and it's becoming more and more exhausting trying to think and plan my future. I don't know what that means either. <laughs> um, and with time, I'm getting more and more comfortable with not knowing shit. Like, um, am I gonna be married with a kid by 35? Don't know, don't care. Will I get into med school? Yeah, but the time frame is fuzzy. 
and I'm more focused on what I'm going to eat for the day, you know. Um, and speaking of eating, my appetite this week has been definitely been um, waning. Uh, I just haven't had the desire to eat as much. I've dropped down to like eating once a day and not really uh, obsessing about what I eat, which is weird because I usually do obsess about what I eat. Um, but quite honestly, I haven't had the uh, the energy to run circles in my mind and keep up with the shame I sometimes feel around eating. It's um, It really is quite exhausting. Um, in general, like normally it's pretty exhausting, but lately it just, it seemed even more exhausting than normal, which I guess is, is great. I mean, I, I'm not coming from a place of judgment in this moment right now, as I'm speaking this, um, I found that like my eating habits kind of ebb and flow, uh, at different times in my life. And I think right now in my life, I'm just kind of um, very contemplative, very like just analyzing my soul, <laughs> analyzing my my purpose, analyzing like who I am, how I show up in the world. Um, and I guess that kind of distracts me or uh I just don't focus on so much the the physical act of eating. I don't know. That might sound a little weird, but um, that's how it's been for me. Um, but I've I've also been this past week, especially um, reading quite a bit. And I normally read a lot. Um, I could like read uh, I don't know four books in a month. Is that a lot? I don't know. When I find books that I really uh, enjoy, it's kind of hard for me to put them down. Um, in this past week, I've I've actually finished a book and I've started a new one, um, and it's been fucking epic. <laughs> it's a series called *The Grave of Empires* by Sam Sykes, and I've been thoroughly enjoying it. Um, the first book is called Seven Blades in Black, and the second one is called Ten Arrows, Ten Arrows of Iron. And um, basically, it's about a woman named Sal, who is an outlaw in a place called The Scar. And there are these, like, two warring groups, the Imperium and the Revolutionaries. Uh, the Revolutionaries are also known as the Knolls, and um, they were formal slaves Formal, former slaves of the imperialists who were the ruling class for centuries. And the thing about the imperialists is that uh, they are mages and they have magical abilities. Now, Sal was once an imperialist, but she rebelled. And instead of becoming a revolutionary, she became a vagrant. And the term vagrant is reserved for mages um, who rebel against the Imperium. <laughs> so basically, Sal has like a magical gun called the, the cacophony, and she was basically abandoned out for uh, banded out for vengeance on the mages who stole her magical abilities. And the best part 
um, of the book is that she's gay as hell. And I didn't even realize that until I started reading it. And that's always the best. Like when a book just like doesn't necessarily focus on sexuality um, and it's kind of just like there and um, it's not what you would expect. I don't expect to just pick up a random book and it'd be like queer. Um, so it's always such a great surprise. And and something that like if I were to write a book, I would definitely write a fantasy book and I would definitely like make it queer, but I wouldn't want the whole story, the whole plot to be centered around that. So it's just like super refreshing to to just pick up a book and just kind of see yourself um I don't know, reflected back at you. It's kind of cool. And I'm um I'm always looking for new fantasy books to read and it um it always brings me so much joy to find a story that completely captivates me. It's like every time I pick up a book, I'm getting a warm hug from an old friend. And when I think about Sal and what she represents, someone fierce and strong-minded, but also someone broken and fragile, someone who would rather pick up a sword than talk about their feelings. It's kind of weird to say, but I kind of see myself in that. Or maybe I like that she's so strong in her convictions and willing to do whatever it takes to get what she wants. I admire admire that kind of character, even though uh, she does kind of take it to the extreme. But at the same time, she doesn't really leave room for self-doubt. She accomplishes what she says she sets out to do. She manifests. And sometimes when I'm when I'm walking down the street, I <laughs> it's it's gonna sound a little crazy, maybe. I don't know. Um I don't know if anyone else says this, but um or if this is even interesting, <laughs> I don't know if I'm, I don't know if me talking about like books and reading is interesting to you guys. But um, anyway, sometimes when I'm I'm walking down the street, I I pretend that I am Sal, that I am strong and fierce, and and nothing can stop me. And it's not just Sal. It's sometimes I imagine that I'm a doctor on the way to the office to treat patients. Or I'll imagine I'm a student in med school. And um, I've been practicing my visualizations in the hopes of um, bringing those thoughts into reality. It's a tool that I've, I learned about quite a while ago. And I, and I use it sporadically, like using my mind and my thoughts to kind of create the reality that I wish to see in this now moment. But, you know, sometimes I just, um, I do it just to <laughs> to have fun, just to imagine, just to pretend that you're someone else for a while. And it's a great reminder that um, you can quite literally be or do whatever it is that you want. Um, and all you have to do is, like, imagine it. <laughs> that sounded cheesy as fuck, but um, <laughs> all you really have to do is imagine in this world, I think, I believe. um anyway uh what else have I been doing in my week um I've been thinking about uh my ex more than usual kind of 
in the same way you would think of a, a dead friend. Um, that might be a weird analogy, but I think the part of me that loved her unconditionally and so fiercely died, and I have no idea the person she has become. She's just someone that I used to know. But the wound is still present. It's faint, but it's still there. And if I think too long or too deeply, it starts to flare up and burn me where I stand. So I try not to think so deeply about it. Um, I've also been noticing that um, I've definitely been getting more into older women. And uh, I think it's because they're so established and, like, are kind of past the point in their life where they have no idea what the fuck they're doing. Um, But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe no matter what age you are, no one has any idea what they're doing. Maybe I'm just, you know what, maybe I'm just imagining the sex to be be better, to be honest. (laughs) Um, Who knows? I don't know. Man, what else have I been doing this week? Um, I think the kind of the final thing I've been working on or thinking about this week is money. And for a long time, I've been doing the work of kind of um, reimagining how I view money. Like I don't hesitate on buying small things anymore. And I and I hesitate um, a lot less when I'm making larger purchases And especially now with COVID and people losing their jobs, it definitely seems like spending less money would be the wisest course of action. But as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I feel kind of suspended in time and that I'm kind of like watching what's happening in the world, in the world from a window as if everything is happening to someone else and I'm just observing And so I've been training myself to view money as just energy and that I'll always be in abundance and never lack for anything. And to sort of solidify that new way of thinking, I've just been buying whatever I want (laughs) and coming in with the intention uh, of being deserving always and to not think of myself as undeserving or in lack. So yeah, um, that was... I think that was most of my week, if not all of my week. Um, I know I didn't really have a specific topic this week, and I was kind of all over the place, but I hope it was enjoyable for you, and thank you for spending another week with me. (laughs) I love you so much, and um, make sure you follow the podcast on Instagram, at the Therapy Room Pod, and hit the follow button on Spotify for all updates. Um, I'll see you guys next week on Wednesday, as always. Um, And as always, remember to be kind to yourself. Peace and love, guys. See you next week.